A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and alongside Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison uh, looking back at every day of India's tour of England. And what an exciting, uh, action-packed and in the end, uh, extremely frustrating and farcical day it was here at Trent Bridge on day two. Uh, the weather unfortunately brought uh, to an end proceedings, but not before England had spoiled India's fun and came roaring back into the contest. As always, there is loads to discuss here on the following on podcast. So if you're listening to the podcast, you probably know by now the match and the series is alive once again, just about after England hit back either side of the lunch break. Until the over beforehand, though, India were on the cusp of making it through the opening session unscathed. England had bowled well, but India had batted well. Uh, and then Sharma Char- chanced his arm, caught on the boundary, and much like England on day one, either side of a break contrived to crumple. Pajara edging behind, and then for the first time since 2014, Kohli was dismissed by Anderson, who suddenly was on a hat-trick. He didn't quite manage that, but he should have walked off with three wickets. Uh, Rahul dropped by Sibley in the slip cordon, uh, but uh, not before Bearstow had accounted for a Hane run out at the non-striker's end uh, thanks to a bullet throw direct onto the stump. So uh, at close uh, on day two, India uh, 125 for four. Um, and uh, you'd rather be in their position than England's. They're trailing just by 58 runs and an hour of Rishabh Pant will uh, see that off. But uh, we have a contest and hopefully uh, we've got uh, a less despondent Steve Harmison. Let's find out. Story of the day. So, Harmy, story of the day is you're smiling. You weren't smiling yesterday. No, I wasn't smiling yesterday. I am smiling because, you know, I'm, I'm, I bat me great bowlers. Um, always bat me great bowlers. Back to so many times, to be fair, as an England fan. Um, but I am, I have got negative things to say. But we'll go on to positive things first, I think. England were, were excellent this morning. A little bit like India yesterday. First day, I thought Mohamed Shami and, and Bumrah bowled really well. 
got a little bit of luck and then uh, Brainford gets a wicket just before a break. In uh, the second session, they cashed in and that's a mirror image of what happened today, I think. Anderson, Broad, Robinson, Curran. Um, what little have we seen of Sam Curran in that first session? I thought England bowled, bowled tidy. Um, not well beaten, but tidy. I thought they bowled great lengths, but they could have bowled a little bit straighter. But when you hear arguments and people say you want them to bowl straighter, bearing in mind the margin for errors are a little bit smaller because you're only bowling to 183. You have to attack at the right time. And I think England did that. Um, all of a sudden, if you start chasing it, you bowl a bit straighter, you get whipped because obviously they were these you know, the Indians bat. You get hit down the ground. The ball starts going to all parts. You've only got 183 on the board, slump in the shoulders, and you're thinking, oh, here we go. If they get a duck, if they get two fifty three hundred, then it's game over. So I thought England showed their experience and stuck to the task well, especially with Broaden Anderson leading the attack. But you know, what I'm not sure what Robert Sharma was trying to do. Um, England only bowled, I think they only bowled one short ball at Sharma just before the, you know, he, his demise. Um, and it was well bowled by, well directed and good height by Ollie Robinson to get the ball down to fine leg. And I keep t- telling young kids, if you're going to bowl a, b- a bouncer, you've got to get it high because if you get it high, batsman hasn't got much control. And if you get it to the left ear, where you know, for to a right handed batsman where Sharma got the ball, he can only go in one direction, and that is down to fine leg. So, good catch by Sam Curran and England going with a little bit of a spring and a step into lunch. And from there, it was all about Anderson absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, Robinson is really impressed, isn't he? Standout bowler late on day one, <clears throat> and then given the ball ahead of Stuart Broad at Trent Bridge of all places. And justifying that as well, um, seemingly very, very difficult to get away. Very few runs scored. And whilst uh, news, uh, India um, got through the first hour unscathed, they only scored 13 runs. So, you know, England could continue with those tactics. Um, and in the end, it, it paid off. But then it was, it was over to the old timer, wasn't it? I mean, those two deliveries to dismiss Coley, it reminded me a little bit of Adelaide 2010, you know, um, can you remember England were asked to bowl first? Katic was uh, run out um, by Trotty, and then Ponting walked out. They were naught for one, uh, English scorecard that is. And uh, Ricky Ponting, it's it's the old. He's playing defensively, but he's wanting to get bat on ball. And you and Anderson knew that he would play that uh, that play that shot, much like he knew Coley would today. And it's about. Um, it's about making the, the batsman play when he doesn't really want to because he's new to the crease. He wants to get bat and ball, um, but he doesn't really want to play outside fifth fifth stump and uh, mindful of the end swinger. And then, of course, Jimmy Anderson got it just to move away a fraction rather than come in. It's just extraordinary skill. And then and off he goes. And I tell you what, Harmy, this place at lunch... Uh, we'll talk about Joffre Archer in a second, but this place here at Trembridge at lunch was a despondent place to be. Yes, they just got that wicket, but New- uh, India, I don't know why I keep calling them New Zealand. India uh, were within 100 of England's total. And it, it, with the news of Archer, it just seemed that, you know, what more could go wrong? Well, actually, everything then went right, apart from simply dropping Rahul. Um, and it was thanks to Anderson. And I tell you what, 
we're gonna we're gonna miss it miss Anderson when he's gone, aren't we? Because he was he was exceptional just when Joe Root needed him, just when England needed him, just when everybody needed him. He absolutely uh he absolutely fired. Yeah, he never disappoints, does he? Uh in his 40th year. Um he'll not thank me for saying that, but it's it looks as though the celebration, I'll I'll, I'll go you know backwards to, to go forwards, his celebration. Was a man who was not retiring anywhere, anywhere near. No, stage. he can't. Not, not because to. he got. Yeah, not because he got Coley out. He was. You know, the enthusiasm he shows, the strive to get better, you know, the drive and determination to keep himself fit and be as good as what he's ever been. I think came out in that celebration. We, uh, yeah, I, I urge people to get that off wherever you can get it, and look at the celebration. That wasn't because he got Virat Kohli out. That was because he, he went for a plan. He's worked to a plan. He's mastered his, his art of bowling. And he's, it's, it's all come together in two balls. Absolutely perfect from Anderson. And anybody thinks that he's going to retire and go off soon, that, that celebration tells you that this game means everything to him. The way he bowled that ball to Pajara was, you know, for me, it was unbelievable. He... You could sense that Pajara was getting stuck on the crease. You could sense that Pajara was was a little bit apprehensive and not sure what he was, you know, whether he was going front, front foot, back foot. You know, um, Rolly Robinson bowled a couple of good balls and a great point you make about Robinson. I thought he bowled very, very well. But Anderson got him in a position where he was over onto off stump and he bowled that beauty, nicked it. Good catch by Butler coming forward mm. in the great Virat Kohli. I would love to know what was in his mind walking out to bat. I, 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 he's got, he's human, so he's got to be thinking when the crescendo of noise, the Pajara's coming back towards him, Anderson's halfway from him because he had to walk past Anderson to get there. Looking up to the sky, the lights are on. He's got to be thinking there is not, there's no better condition. <laughs> For Jimmy Anderson to bowl at me at this minute. <laughs> Could I possibly be walking out into a cauldron at a worst possible time, even though this guy is 39 year old? And I, I hope that was going through his mind because that means he's he's human, he's yeah, he's got feelings, he understands in the game, yeah, because this is what this great game is. And I think what Virat's done, I thought it was a poor shot selection. I thought he was looking a bit like what KP used to do. Get right forward, smother it, get bat and ball into the drop it into cover and run, get down the other end, show that he's busy. And like you say, just angled in, nipped away. It couldn't have been a better ball to get rid of to get rid of one of the greats of all time. It was a great contest by two unbelievable characters of the game of cricket, test match cricket. Um, and if we are sitting here by the end of Old Trafford and we say the England great has got one, has got a better series than the Indian grit, then England have got a chance of winning this series because for me, when these two are going at it, it's box office and the crowd were there to enjoy it and they made the noise and boy, that the celebration for me tells me of a man of 39-year-old who is going nowhere, nowhere, (laughs) relatively in a short space of time. Um, And then, of course, panic set in, didn't it? Uh, and this must be what it's like, you know, when you're in the dressing room and you see your captain go first ball, um, and suddenly you, you know, 
there was no way Rahane was padded up 10 minutes previous to that. Suddenly, you know, the, the dressing room started to go crazy. The crowd are making a racket. The floodlights are on. It's cloudy. Anderson is on a hat trick, you know, and Rahane again. Um, he came out and trying to steal a single <laughs> in those situations. Best though, even if he hadn't hit direct, Rahane was, was a goner. The, the bowler would have, uh, would have taken the stumps and you could tell. And suddenly... The kind of uh, the, the impregnability about India has disappeared in uh, like that. And suddenly we're all thinking, hang on, our bowlers are pretty good as well. So we, maybe we do have a chance here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you look at it, you know, a ball before the lunch break, India have, India have got a fag on, they've got a cigar on. They're yeah. thinking, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have two days off in two days off in Nottingham, go one nil up, blow England away again. So all of a sudden, you know, Rishi Pant, literally an hour later, he's come out with his roller skates on, trying to whack every ball from Nottingham to Derby. And you're thinking, oh, my word, what is going on with this England dressing room? But it's a great point you make, because I've been in dressing rooms uh, many times when a quick bowler gets one over on you and he goes bang, bang, bang. And, you know, a guy who is, you know, three, four away from four, you know, uh, batsman away from batting, having to get out there. He's sitting with a pair of shorts on. He's got his vest on. Halfway through his third digestive cup of tea, thinking, <laughs> I'm not going to be batting until after tea time. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're trying to help him find his box. You're trying to help him find his iPad. And you're, you're, you're throwing his bat at him as he's going down the stairs. It sounds, yeah, club cricket, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was, was happening to a Jinky Rahani. A Jinky Rahani would have been all over the shop when he was walking out to bat because he's had to rush to put his pads on and he's had to get out into the middle. And he's, he's innings, I think, showed that. He could have been run out two balls earlier and then he got himself run out, running to an end that nobody in the world wanted to be at. Nobody <laughs> in the world wanted to be anywhere near. Jimmy Anderson, where he was bowling at Trent Bridge with a cow cover and the lights on. What are you doing, Rahani, trying to get down to Jimmy Anderson's end? There's a guy who's batted over 100 balls who's playing very, very well. Leave him there for the time being, and I'll bat at the other end. Now, they're just muddled thinking. And like I said before, India, within an hour, have gone from in cruise control to club cricket and the wacky races. Yeah, as I say, panic stations. Uh, You mentioned Rahul. You know, he played and missed a few times, but um, he could have been out a few times in that first session. He should have been out in the afternoon session. Dominic Sibley's record in the slip cordon is not great. Um, and look, who knows whether that's going to be a big moment. We're, we're guessing to suggest either way. But it, yeah, again, England, this is where England, they had them. Um, and England aren't a great team. But in home conditions, England are a very good team at seizing the initiative, or at least recognising a period when they're on top and stamping stamping down you know we've seen that that's how they beat West Indies last year that's how they beat Pakistan last year there was even periods of the game there was periods of the game when they're behind but as soon as they get on top especially in England they uh they really seize the moment and and unfortunately that was a a, a, that could be a, a big moment um the other thing to throw into all this of course is a reminder that India India's top six like England's top six captain aside are all under pressure they have none of them. None of them have scored any runs. Sharma, Sharma, divides opinion back in India. We know that his record away from India is 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 not great. 
But there is so much pressure on all these batsmen, and it showed today. It did show today, and it, it look when you look at it, um, India's were three, four, five, or England's one, two, three. We talked about the very start of the series that we had the vulnerability that England have got at the top of the order. Well, India, India are there to be taken, especially in in English conditions. And you talked about England when they get on a roll. Nine times out of ten, when they get on a roll, it's largely down to. To two, to two men with the ball and one man with or one or two men with the bat. You know, I'm looking at Stokes and and Root with the bat, and it's it's largely down to Broad and Anderson with the ball. And I think England, another half an hour, and I think this game would have been blown wide open because if England had gotten rid of Pant, kept Rahul down one end, Jadeja on, I think with the bowlers coming after that, Thakur can bat a bit, but we're playing in England. We're playing with a, a ball that's doing a bit. I think it's a different kettle of fish than playing in India when the ball's doing nothing and you can rock on the front foot and maybe he's giving a belt every now and again. Yeah, they are out of their comfort zone. So I'm just so disappointed that you know, it went that they went off. Um, but when you look at the Indian batting unit, I think I've seen a stat. It was, what is it? In the, in the last 18 months, India's 3-4-5 averaged 27. 27.7. And there's only the West Indies. Um, 27.5 lower in, in, in national cricket in the last 18 months. And that's coming off the back of them same numbers, three, four, five, from 2015 to 2019, averaging nearly 50. You know, 49 was at 49.7. So it just shows you where this Indian batting unit is at this moment in time. Largely, you know, heavily reliant on Virat Kohli. Um, but in English conditions, I tell you what, another half an hour, and I think England would have been, England would have been looking for a lead. Sibley catches that; it was a catch you've got to take. Sorry, you've got to take that, Dom Sibley. You're a slip. You're at Test match level. You have to take that. And from there, I, I just look at it and think, you know what? If that gets taken, another half an hour's cricket, England would have had a lead. And from yesterday to even contemplate England having a lead. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June 
which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. As it would have been unthinkable. It was unthinkable. Moment of the day. Amongst all the excitement, there was a, a real sobering moment. Uh, news that Jofra Archer has been uh, ruled out of any cricket for the next uh, year, essentially. Well, certainly not in 2021. He will not play in this series against India. That much is uh, and has been expected. He will not play in the World T20. Huge blow for England's chances. And uh, the, the saddest thing of them all is that he will not play in Australia at the end of the year. Um, and to be honest with you, Harmi, I have a real fear that we will ever see Geoffrey Archer play Test cricket again. Yeah, that's that's a worry and it's a concern. Uh, me personally, off the back of you know, I've been a, a big critic of, of Jofra you know, at times throughout his Test match career. I'm not bothered about his cricket now. I really not. I just want a bit like the Ben Stokes thing. I know it's a different it's a different mindset, but we have to look after the boy. I, I'm gutted for him. You know, personally, I know what fast bowling's like. I know what injuries can do. I know what the mindset you can get into. And when you get in a long one, I've had a couple of long ones, not one as, as long as what Jofra has. Um, I just hope he's okay. I really do. I, I'm not bothered with the, where he comes back cricket, when he comes back cricket, or how he comes back cricket. You know, this is a, this is a professional sportsman who can't do his profession um, and I wish him all. I wish him all the very best. I do. I, I hope it's a massive blow for England because when we've seen him, he is not only he's not box office. He's beyond that. He's he is a, a huge weapon that England have had briefly in the time that we've had it. Um, I hope we get it again. Um, but for me, my first initial thoughts is I hope the kid's okay mentally, and I I just hope he gets a speedy, speedy recovery when he comes back. I'm sure he'll get all the support he needs to get back playing at whatever level he can do. Um, and, and fingers crossed it's as soon as possible. Do you have any experience, either personally or within bowling, um, a teammate or a colleague or even an opponent who's had an injury similar to the one Joffre has, has suffered and they've successfully come back to bowl just as fast, to bowl with just as much hostility and to be able to have a, a, a full career essentially i've not known too many elbow proper elbow injuries um i've seen people have bad you know, knees really bad knees ankles things like that back normally the fast bowl is the back you have a stress fracture you come back do you come back with the same flexibility that you can get through your bowling action um so it's going to be interesting to see how joffre comes back from that the one thing i will say is he's very he looks as though he's very loose he's very flexible he's you you look at him, you know, he's he, the way he bounds in. It doesn't look as though there's a lot of meat on the bones. When I when I when I think about Joffre and I think of a fast bowler, you look at the likes of myself and and Hoggy and Andrew Flintoff and Simon Jones of my time, Darren Goff, 
you know, the big backside, strong rounder, strong rounder sort of midriff. Joffre was Joffre was flexibility. You know, he was all, you know, he bounded in, he had a, a nice loose action. Um, so that for me tells me that I think he might be all right when he comes back. It's just a case of getting the, the, the elbow healed. And if it gets healed, I think you'd be okay. I think you'll come back with the same velocity. I'm nearly sure Brett Lee had something similar in, in here. I think he had a, an elbow problem and he came back and bowled very, very quickly up until he was until he was like mid to late 30s. So I don't see there being an issue for him coming back and having the same pace or similar pace. Um, I think it's just a case of at this minute in time, it's the mindset that you need to look after and make sure that he's okay because He's do he do he's do he, you know, he's going to have the best part of a year without being able to do what he loves doing best, and that's his job that he gets paid for. So, I think you'll be all right when it comes when he comes back. It's just a case of making sure short term he's okay. Long term, well, that'll look after itself. I think. Do we have to remember to remember? Do we have to remember when we possibly criticise players for opting for the short form game over five day cricket? Um, that essentially this is what they are endangering by playing test cricket. We don't know exactly why it's occurred, but, you know, bowling 42 overs in a test match rather than 40 overs over a period of six weeks in a tournament. You can't tell me that that doesn't uh, have more of an impact on your body. But do we have to bear this kind of thing in mind now that uh, essentially it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever for bowlers to risk their body if it's going to rule them out of five, six, seven years of peak earning capabilities and also enjoy them, enjoy their lives. Yeah. And I think that's a, it's a valid point. I think it's a valid point. It's a point that I think will crop up more and more as the short format becomes more lucrative. And there are a variant options, a varied option around the world to go and play in these, these shorter format tournaments. But I still think that anybody that comes into English cricket wants to represent England, must want to play test match cricket, even if it's for a short period. If it's a short period and then the penny drops where you think, oh, my money's made somewhere else or my, my career's going down a different different avenue, um, and my body's just letting me down to go through that process to get me there. But I'd encourage everybody, especially young players, when you look at wanting to make a name for yourself in the game, Look at the guy who's just took, look at the guy who's in his fortieth year, and he's just took all them wickets. And the way he performs, and the way he has looked after himself, I think that for me uh, would inspire any young kid to want to play Test match cricket because we have got possibly eighteen months left of one of the all time greats. We're never going to have anybody like that again. And I think he's going to inspire. Hopefully, he's going to inspire young players to want to play Test match cricket and not just play the shorter format. Brilliant stuff, Harmi. Well, I'll let you go. We will be back following day three um, of play here at Trent Bridge. Hopefully we get uh, a bit of play. The forecast, again, is quite poor, but hey, I've said it a million times. Never believe the weather forecast. Uh, uh, every day of England's uh, series against India, following on podcast. Uh, thanks to TalkSport and thanks for listening.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 